This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, November 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. House kicks off tax bill work. APHIS withdraws biotech proposal. Trump and Abe talk trade but tout no breakthroughs. Flake hold on yet another nominee. House Ways and Means Committee opened its debate on the Republican tax bill with predictable attacks from Democrats that the measure primarily benefits wealthy individuals and corporations. A few lawmakers cited a provision that would double the estate tax exemption and then end the tax in 2024. Representative Linda Sanchez, a Democrat of California, noted that after 2023, you can hand over $1 billion in your estate tax-free. Republicans argued, on the other hand, that the estate tax repeal was a major benefit of the bill. The Ways and Means Committee markup continues today. Senate Finance Committee is expected to release its tax proposal on Thursday. A new analysis of the bill from Roger McCown, an agriculture tax expert at Washburn University in Kansas, suggests the House tax bill will force many farms to restructure to avoid a hike in self-employment taxes. The self-employment tax planning strategy for farmers will change substantially if the bill becomes law, writes McCone. McCone says many farmers have set up separate entities both to reduce their self-employment taxes and to maximize the amount of federal commodity payments that they can collect. The rental payments that the entities receive would become subject to self-employment taxes under the bill. APHIS withdraws biotech proposal. Farm and biotech groups welcomed yesterday's announcement by the USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service that it will withdraw its proposal to revise biotech regulations. APHIS said, quote, it will re-engage with stakeholders to determine the most effective science-based approach for regulating the products of modern biotechnology while protecting plant health. The agency said it had received more than 200 comments on its January proposal. In short, some groups thought the proposed regulations were overly broad and would encompass more genetically engineered products than necessary. Others thought the proposal was too narrow and would increase the risk of the unintended presence of GE crops in organic and other non-GE crops. Trump and Abe talk trade, but tout no breakthroughs. President Donald Trump is in South Korea today, but before leaving Japan, he held a press conference with Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and pledged that the two countries are working to strengthen their trade relationship. Abe expressed similar sentiments, but also expressed his continued desire to enact a larger Pacific Rim alliance like the Trans-Pacific Partnership. One of the first things Trump did after taking office was pull the U.S. out of the 12-nation trade pact that included Japan and Vietnam. Abe said during the joint press conference, So on the question of economy, together with President Trump, not only regarding bilateral trade, we would like to see the entire region of Asia-Pacific high-standard rulemaking is something that we want to pursue. Most U.S. ag groups were also staunch supporters of the TPP, primarily because of the tariffs and other trade barriers that would have been lowered by Japan, allowing greater access to U.S. beef, pork, and other farm goods. Trump, on the other hand, stressed his continued desire to see the U.S. trade deficit with Japan lowered. 
As President of the United States, I am committed to achieving a fair, free, and reciprocal trading relationship, Trump said. We seek equal and reliable access for American exports to Japan's markets in order to eliminate our chronic trade imbalance and deficits with Japan. We're working on that, something we've all been working on very hard from the very beginning of our meetings. Another GOP hold on another Trump nominee. Farm and ranch groups are eager to see Greg Dow, the nominee to be USTR chief agriculture negotiator, approved with a full Senate. Dowd had his nomination approved with the Senate Finance Committee on October 24th, but still needs full Senate approval before he can officially start pushing for increased market access. However, Senator Jeff Flake, a Republican of Arizona, placed a hold on Dowd's nomination, sources told AgriPulse, likely because of concerns related to the NAFTA negotiations on tomatoes. As we went to press last night, Flake's office did not respond to questions to confirm or explain why was holding up the nomination. He's one of two GOP senators also holding up Senate confirmation of Bill Northey for an undersecretary post at USDA. FDA issues pesticide residue report card. The latest pesticide residue report from the Food and Drug Administration found that less than 2% of food samples tested were in violation of federal tolerances, meaning residue levels above the tolerances or residues for which no tolerances have been set. The newly completed report that shows results for fiscal year 2015 and contains data on tests run by the FDA found no pesticide chemical residues in about 52% of domestic food and about 57% of the imported food. That's not quite as good as results for the previous year. Data from fiscal year 2014 showed that no residues were found in 71% of domestic food and 53% of imported food. Mexico locks down cotton fields on GE mix-up. The Mexican government took custody of about 3,700 acres of cotton fields on two farms this summer after inspectors detected biotech traits in the fields that were not specifically permitted for those growers. That according to a report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The report shows Mexican regulators have trouble following evolving government policy on biotech approvals and clashing with seed companies which are seeking court injunctions. Mexican policy allows for the use of stock biotech traits and doesn't require separate approvals for a product when previously approved traits are combined, according to the FAS. But it was an approved trait not specifically listed in stock products that spurred inspectors to take custody of one of the farms. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, November 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.